Why did the math book look sad? Because it had too many problems to solve and not enough words to describe them all. Hi, thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm Georgiana, and my mission is to help you improve your English fluency. If you want to support me, it's very simple. Share the podcast with your friends and family. That would mean a lot. Thanks. Before we start, get the transcript on my website, speakenglishpodcast.com. Okay, let's start. Today, we will keep exploring and learning more about expressing larger amounts. When we want to talk about more significant quantities, we can use different words and expressions. These terms can indicate having more of something or a significant amount. When referring to small amounts, we use words like a little or a few. And when it comes to large quantities, we can use words like a lot, many, or plenty. Let's practice with a few examples. For example, instead of saying, I have a few books, you can say, I have a lot of books, or I have many books. Let's imagine we want to express a large quantity without specifying an exact number. Here, we can use words like numerous, countless, or a great number of. These terms indicate a large quantity, even if an exact number is not specified. For example, instead of saying, there are a few birds in the sky, you can say, there are numerous birds in the sky. Or, there are countless birds in the sky. Or you may say, there are a great number of birds in the sky. Great! Let's continue. If you have a lot of something, you might use the word multiple. For example, if you're discussing an online shopping order, you might say, I ordered multiple items on Amazon, but they all arrived separately. It's like having a relationship with a delivery driver who just can't commit. If you're sharing a funny story about a doctor's visit, you could say, According to my doctor, I have multiple personalities. Now I can finally put the blame on someone else for my mistakes. Okay, let's continue. When we want to highlight a very large amount, we can use phrases like a huge amount of, a significant number of, or a vast quantity of. So, you can say, the company invested a huge amount of money in research and development 
to create a groundbreaking new product. Let's hear another example. According to a recent survey, a significant number of students prefer learning through the internet. Another example. The library had a vast quantity of books, with rows upon rows of shelves filled from top to bottom. Okay, we still have some more words to learn. If you have more than you need of something, you could use words like plenty, lavish, overflowing, teeming, replete, brimming, packed, or jam-packed. Plenty means more than enough. For example, there was plenty of food at the picnic. There were sandwiches, fruits, cookies, and more. Lavish describes something more than enough and very luxurious. For example, the party was so lavish, it had a huge chocolate fountain. Overflowing, on the other hand, describes a situation where there's too much of something. For example, my email inbox is overflowing. It's filled with newsletters and promotions. Teaming suggests many things or people in one place. For example, the market is teeming with shoppers on weekends. And replete, brimming, packed, and jam-packed all indicate fullness, each with different levels of intensity. For instance, replete means completely full. For example, after a big holiday meal, I felt replete. My belly was full of delicious food. Brimming refers to something filled to the very top. We could say, The picnic basket was brimming with delicious food. Let's continue. We just have two more words left. The word packed means full. For example, the shopping mall during a big sale was packed. Every store was full of shoppers. And jam-packed describes a situation with no more room because something is filled to capacity, like During rush hour, the subway was jam-packed with commuters. Okay. I hope our conversation about expressing quantities was helpful and easy to follow. Now, we will continue practicing these expressions through a point-of-view story. I will tell the same story twice, so make sure to focus on the changes. You can find these techniques fully implemented in my premium courses at speakenglishpodcast.com slash courses. Okay, let's start.
Sarah's bakery was a hub of constant activity. She had a few loyal customers who visited daily, some who came in once a week, and several who were new to the shop. Sarah always had a handful of different treats, like chocolate cupcakes, blueberry muffins, cinnamon rolls, and sometimes seasonal desserts. She baked a bundle of buttery puff pastries each morning, followed by a group of scones and a cluster of Danish treats. Once these were done, she continued with a batch of cookies and a pile of tasty delights. Her assistant would then help her stack the freshly baked delicacies on the shelves, which always overflowed with an abundance of baked goods. Sarah's bakery was always teeming with customers, and her pastries sold like hot cakes. Many of them came in to try her famous chocolate cupcakes, and numerous others left with a ton of different treats. She took pride in her lavish desserts and replete pastry displays. Her shop was always brimming with customers, packed with people who couldn't wait to taste her delicious confections. Thanks to her dedication and hard work, Sarah's small bakery had grown into a wealth of success, and everyone was amazed by the countless hours she spent baking. However, Sarah had a big secret. She was, in fact, a robot. Great! Now let's listen to the same story from a different grammar point. Our bakery is a hub of constant activity. We have a few loyal customers who visit us daily, some who come in once a week, and several who are new to our shop. We always have a handful of different treats, like chocolate cupcakes, blueberry muffins, cinnamon rolls, and sometimes seasonal desserts. We have a bundle of buttery puff pastries each morning, followed by a group of scones and a cluster of Danish treats. Once these are done, we continue with a batch of cookies and a pile of tasty delights. Our assistant helps us stack the freshly baked delicacies on the shelves, which always overflow with baked goods. Our bakery is always teeming with customers, and our pastries sell like hotcakes. Many of them come in to try our famous chocolate cupcakes, and numerous others leave with a ton of different treats. We take pride in our lavish desserts 
and replete pastry displays. Our shop is always brimming with customers, packed with people who can't wait to taste our delicious confections. Thanks to our dedication and hard work, our small bakery has grown into a wealth of success, and everyone is amazed by the countless hours we spend baking. However, we have a big secret. We are, in fact, robots. Okay. That's the end of this short exercise. Notice that the changes between grammar points are subtle but important. With this method, you don't need to memorize any boring rules. It's better to see the changes in the proper context. And with a story, it is much easier to remember all this. Visit. SpeakEnglishPodcast.com/courses to get my premium courses. They are designed for learning by listening. It's the perfect time to start a new course. Okay, we have reached the end of this episode. See you soon. Bye bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? Get the transcript now at speakenglishpodcast dot com.